at the foot of a nearby eminence to see if any help was in sight. Seeing no one, she hastened to another point of vantage, but from there, likewise, not a soul was to be seen. Half distraught, she passed seven times in all between the two points, until at the end of her seventh course, as she sat for rest on the further rock, the angel spoke to her. In the words of Genesis, And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise and lift up the lad and hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. The water was a spring which God caused to well up from the sand at the touch of Ishmael's heel. And thereafter the valley soon became a halt for caravans by reason of the excellence and abundance of the water. And the well was named Zamzam. When Hagar and Ishmael reached their destination, Abraham had still seventy-five years to live, and he visited his son in the holy place to which Hagar had been guided. The Qur'an tells us that God showed him the exact site near to the well of Zamzam upon which he and Ishmael must build a sanctuary. And they were told how it must be built. Its name, Kaaba, cube, is in virtue of its shape, which is approximately cubic. Its four corners are towards the four points of the compass. But the most holy object in that holy place is a celestial stone which, it is said, was brought by an angel to Abraham from the nearby hill Abu Kubais, where it had been preserved ever since it had reached the earth. According to the prophet, it descended from paradise whiter than milk, but the sins of the sons of Adam made it black. This black stone they built into the eastern corner of the Kaaba, and when the sanctuary was completed, God spoke again to Abraham and bade him institute the rite of the pilgrimage to Becca, or Mecca, as it later came to be called. Purify my house for those who go the rounds of it, and who stand beside it and bow and make prostration, and proclaim unto men the pilgrimage, that they may come unto thee on foot and on every lean camel out of every deep ravine. Hagar had told Abraham of her search for help, and he made it part of the rite of the pilgrimage that the pilgrims should pass seven times between Safa and Marwa, for so the two eminences between which she had passed had come to be named. Rich gifts were continually brought to Mecca by the pilgrims who came to visit the Holy House in increasing numbers from all parts of Arabia and beyond. The greater pilgrimage was made once a year, but the Kaaba could also be honoured through a lesser pilgrimage at any time. And these rites continued to be performed with fervour and devotion according to the rules which Abraham and Ishmael had established. The descendants of Isaac also venerated the Kaaba as a temple that had been raised by Abraham. For them it counted as one of the outlying tabernacles of the Lord. But as the centuries passed, the purity of the worship of the one God came to be contaminated. The descendants of Ishmael became too numerous to live all in the valley of Mecca, and those who went to settle elsewhere 
took with them stones from the holy precinct and performed rites in honour of them. Later, through the influence of neighbouring pagan tribes, idols came to be added to the stones. And finally, pilgrims began to bring idols to Mecca. These were set up in the vicinity of the Kaaba, and it was then that the Jews ceased to visit the Temple of Abraham. The idolaters claimed that their idols were powers which acted as mediators between God and men. As a result, their approach to God became less and less direct, and the remoter he seemed, the dimmer became their sense of the reality of the world to come, until many of them ceased to believe in life after death. One of the most powerful Arab tribes of Abrahamic descent was Quraysh, and about 400 years after Christ, a man of Quraysh named Qusay was established.